God. What's up, guys? John Sintes here, Cutter Nation Baseball, trying a different lighting thing so I'll look a little bit better. Um, but appreciate you guys stopping in on by. First things first, we got this awesome new glove that I released that we're going to be, if you're interested in it, it's on our website. It's a full kip leather, closed back, all mesh. We have four different webs. Uh, it feels light for like a 12-inch glove. I'm pretty excited about it, though, because – you know, this is a pitcher's glove. Half the game is pitchers. You don't need to stick your finger out. Like, really beautiful shaped glove. Going to last you a long time. So grab one of these on the website. Grab a shirt and a hat if you'd like as well. The hats will ship directly. I'm pretty excited. I got to put together a little care package for my guy over here. We got some performance shirts too, which I'm excited about. And some long sleeve stuff going into the winter. So that has been the delay why you haven't got another care package soon. Because I'm waiting for things to get finished up. And then we will ship out another fun hey. package for you. Hey, we're rocking it already today, though. Yeah, yeah definitely. 100%. 100%. You, as Boswell said, you are one of the OGs that has, <laughs> has gotten, gotten us into uh, what – before Cutter Nation was Cutter Nation, right? Like, it was right. John Sintes and Emerald Coast Baseball Academy, if you, if you know the the history of, of what I've been doing this for a long time. But, you know, David, I, I, I'm excited that you got to come on to this because you and I have continued to talk over the years, uh, you know, ever since you were young. You know, you 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 we talked a little earlier on the phone. So you watched me go from broken arm, get it back, get into professional baseball and then be gone. Right. So, right. You know, first of all, let's let's start off. Introduce yourself. You know, who are you? Where do you play? You know, you know, what do you do? Uh, let's start with some fun stuff like that. Uh, like, a, yep, I'm David Mayberry. I am second year in professional baseball. I just wrapped up my second season in indie ball with the Sussex County Miners in the Frontier League. Um, you know, before then, I played five years of college baseball and um, grew up basically in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, where John was back in the old days and kind of met him. He saw me develop. I saw him go through his journey and become what is, you know, Cutter Nation today. So it's just, I don't know, it's just cool just seeing it come full circle and now I'm still playing and John's doing his thing. So I mean, I'm excited to be on here today to talk about everything. Yeah, man. Um, it, it's been fun to watch your journey. You know, I watched you go. Take us through your, you know, I always tell everybody that, like, the stories of our athletes are really what help people understand how they got there, right? Um, and guys have heard my story a number of times. So let's start it from, like, when we met, right? Like, 14U mm -hmm. travel ball, right? And let's right. just take that a little bit of a cliff notes. Where'd you go? What were the goals? How'd you, where'd you end up? Obviously, we know, you know, I know you ended up at Valdosta. Um, shout out Gulf South Conference, um, Division right. Two, Division Two. I don't even know. Someone needs to come up with some kind of like D two <laughs> bandit or something. You right. know, like <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, being from where we're from, I feel like our area doesn't get scouted very, very well or very heavily. And you know, out of high school, my best option was the JUCO route, and um, I chose Daytona State College and. Um, had an awesome career there. I had a 3.5 GPA or something like that. Graduated with my associate's degree, and I think my freshman year I hit 360, and my second year I hit 400. I was all conference both years, and put me in a good spot to go where I wanted to go out of there. Um, unfortunately, I ended up having a back injury as I was going through the recruiting process, and um, 
basically ended up going to the University of North Florida because they had offered me, you know, previous to when everybody was recruiting me. And they kept my offer after the back injury. And I went to the University of North Florida after that. I was, I think, second team all-conference or all-A-Sun. And that had a good year. But, you know, still coming off the the negatives of the back injury, I gained a lot of weight that year. Um, just really put my body in a bad spot, even though I had such a good year offensively and had to get back to working and did everything I could that off season to lose a bunch of weight. And I did okay, but I had some repercussions. I worked like really hard to the point of uh, it's called rhabdomyolysis. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. And I ended up having some like weird kidney stuff and basically got medically redshirted out of University of North Florida, but I had doctors tell me I could still play in the spring. So I got out of there and did the best option, which was to transfer to a D2 in the spring. And I ended up choosing Valdosta State, which was my favorite school I played at and the most fun I'd ever had in college baseball. And then from there, I had a buddy who's in the Dodgers organization who got cut during COVID. And he had actually signed to play with the Ogden Raptors, like after that, because he was already with that Dodgers affiliate, but they turned mm -hmm. into indie ball. And really the way I got into professional baseball, other than having like, you know, a good track record for my career was knowing him. And he had been talking me up and that's how I got a contract in professional baseball. And then that year was my first year, which was last, last year, not this like summer and stuff. And I won the batting title in that league and had like a 31 game hit streak. So it was just crazy how I'd got started and then go to be in the batting titles. I mean, that's something I always remember first year. It doesn't matter, you know, how good or bad the league was still first year professional baseball. I won a batting title. So I always remember that. Yeah, and, for sure. Awards are, are big for players, right? Like awards right. are actually what help you move on. And then this also makes those seasons memorable. Um, you know, it, it, it makes it, you know, I'm not sure how much on the mental side that you've gone into on, on mm -hmm. how to get in the zone and stuff like that. But when your brain can remember those like really high highs, then you can put yourself in a better state to be able to repeat those things. So like right. one of the things that when I, I try to think of when I'm, you know, even if I'm going to go throw or whatever, mm -hmm. um, if I'm going to compete in any kind of game, you know, I went same idea, right? Like had the season of my life. I went 48 innings as a closer and didn't give up a run. And we won the championship. I won the MVP, zero runs on the season, like pretty, Pretty jazzed that side I like, note on went. that. Side note on that. Let me ask you: When you went into the off season after that, how did you feel when you were training? How did you feel like mentally? Like it's just a whole nother level of like reassurance or well, I was you even further. Yeah, I don't know. for sure, for sure. You know, like I, you know, I never understood. There's a couple things that happen in professional baseball, and you've probably seen this. When your season ends, like ninety percent of the guys that you played with go on a vacation. And they, like, go for, like, a week, right? And it's – sometimes it's needed, sometimes it isn't. I was just always in the mindset that I was never there. You know, even, like, going out during the season and guys, like, you know, time went on and doing stuff, I was always like, what are you celebrating? Like, we're not in the big leagues. We're not in the wherever we were trying to get to. So it just didn't seem like it was a good time for me to to go do stuff like that. But, you know, it, it 
the mentality of the offseason for me from that, I actually had made a bet with our owner that if we won the championship, that he had to do everything in his power because allegedly he had connections to winter ball. And I wanted to go play in, in the Pacific League, which was the highest league to play in Mexico. So if I could do well in winter ball, I knew that would help me in summer ball. And that's just kind of how it works. You just keep going back and forth. If you do well in summer, they bring you over to the winter and then you just get to play all the time. And that was my goal. And so, like, I actually was able to play six years straight with winter ball included where I was basically only home and for Walton for like four to six weeks. And then that just carried over to my pro ball. So I went hard for like six years in Mexico, just coming back occasionally for that. But the motivation was the same thing as like, just get to the highest level and just Mm -hmm. continue to prove myself. You know, right. I heard, I heard this the other day about minor league baseball players in the big leagues where they say, it's not just the difference of the skill level between AAA and big leagues. It's like, can you perform at that level in front of those people against mm-hmm. those players? Because you're probably going to be, you know, weird part about minor league balls. It's kind of like college a little bit where like you end up facing the same guys as you guys go up. So you kind of know this dude for what you're doing, you know? And so mm-hmm. if you know that guy, then you, you know, you got a little scouting report and you can help on him or you face them a couple times from there. So like pro ball turns into the same thing where it's like, okay, well I played, I faced this guy four years ago in minor league ball and now he's up in the show and I got to face him again. You know, does, has he gotten better? Right. Right. Yeah. Good question though. So, you know, keep, keep us going there. You, you've, you played in Sussex, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you, you had a, you, what about this year? How'd this year go? Last year, um, the batting yes. title. Yeah, this year, year, first year. So, I mean, it was a year of adversity. I mean, you talk about just that little sophomore slump, lull thing, whatever you want to call it, man. I, uh, I signed with uh, Ottawa in the fall after I had, you know, left Ogden or whatever, wanted to move leagues and go to a better league, which was the Frontier League. And I had that opportunity with Ottawa. I signed with them, was all ready for them. Um, Go to Canada there for a month, 10 games into the season, I'm hitting like 280 with one home run. And I, I'm not thinking at any point I'm going to get traded. I had like 11 RBIs. Like I was still being like somewhat productive, even though I was not like doing that great in my opinion. But anyways, I got traded. Um, it was crazy how it happened. Ottawa was one of like the best team in the league at the time. And we go into Sussex and we swept Sussex, like easy three game sweep. And uh, basically the series is over and my manager tells me, hey, you're staying here. And I was like, what? what do you mean I'm staying here? Like all my stuff's in Canada. Uh, I just have to stay in Sussex, which Sussex has a loft literally where players live. So like, imagine you're me team just gets, just sweeps this team easily. You see the morale of the other team's so low. Then after your manager goes, Hey, you're staying. (laughs) And dude, that was the craziest experience in my life. Just going like all my stuff's in Canada like it's just like change, change. Like you gotta be ready. Yeah, they to don't. Adapt. They don't care. And then you're playing the next day, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> no, luckily, luckily after that, it was like the weekend series. So that one off day, I had an off day to just chill there. Yeah, 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 I was, yeah. I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't like rattled. Holy of shit! Course. Like, um. Anyways, man, it it lit a new fire in my ass. Like I had never had before. To be honest with you, it was just. I, I don't know. I mean, I, next time I stepped in the box, I mean, Sussex was struggling. They put me in the first day I was there. I was like, oh, this is fire. At least I'm not playing matchups against lefties now. 
I'm yeah. have righties and lefties. Uh, anyways, first game, I hit a double. Uh, I think we got blown out by the boulders at the time. The next day is the day I faced Robbie. Oh, yeah, I was going to get to this. I was like, let's and, get to the, the famous part. And that is kind of like what turned my season around, so to say. Like, that day I think I had like three hits, including a bomb and a double off Robbie. And it's like just set me in that groove. Like, nobody's stopping me. I hit like 400 the rest of that month and uh, ended up getting a little slump at the end of the year. I had like, I think I had 297 on the season with 10 home runs and 13 doubles, 14 doubles, something like that. I mean, I would say just for going through the trade and like just the adversity I went through this year, it was still like a success of a year. Um, yeah. Obviously, I didn't want to end the season four for 45, but slumps are a part of baseball and it, you know, it made me stronger in the end. I mean, I've already had a new like sense of urgency this off season to get after it work on what I needed to work on when, you know, maybe my first year I had just played like 120 games. Like I kind of just wanted to chill and, you know, it hasn't been the case this, this off season. But I think even though there were struggles, it really helped me like get better in the mental side of the game, which I think is like the most important thing at the end of the day, like your mind on, on your journey. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I think it was a good thing the way everything happened because I mean, adversity just makes you tougher, especially in the game of baseball. Yeah, so that adversity, right? Like, what, what's mm -hmm. your focus this soft season? What what specifically are you trying to get better at with So, with after game? this year and, you know, kind of just being known in professional baseball the past year is just a DH, you know, because I'm, I mean, I'm, it's 280 pounds both seasons. I mean, I'm a big, big dude. And I was just like, you know, I'm tired of all this pressure being on – all my value that I create being only offensively when, I mean, you probably remember when I was 14, you were coaching me. I've always had a decent arm. I've always been. You were one, of, you were one of our pitchers. Right. Right. I've always, I've always had that going. And I was like, this off season, I'm changing. I, I, I'm no longer being a DH. I'm going to lose all the weight I can like healthily in a productive way this off season to be quicker, faster. So like, my next manager is able to put me in at first or maybe slip me in left field. Like I just, I'm so tired of all my game being on one side of the ball when I think, you know, if I was playing the field too, you know, maybe going through that slump, I could pick my team up on a different side of the game. I mean, and for just the overall dream, like you don't want to make it as a DH, you want to have an option. And, and that's, what's like really just lit me up. I mean, I don't know if I needed that slump or what, but I mean, it just kind of woke me up. I'm so tired of being a DH. Like, and dealing with the mental side of baseball, dealing with if I'm not producing offensively as a DH, then what value do I create for the team outside of like intangibles, you know, like really, mm -hmm. like realistically speaking. So, so far I've lost like 3% body fat and like 10 pounds in the first month. So if I stick at that pace, I should be where I want to be by, you know, spring training next year. Awesome. That's great. Good luck to you, man. It's it's thank you. The the transformation of the off season is is stressful, you know. Right. And I I understand. I mean, for me, every year it was like I needed to gain velo, right? Mm -hmm. So I wasn't I wasn't necessarily trying to be in a deficit. I was trying to be in a surplus of of adding. And 
you know, the hard part about gaining velo, especially back in, I mean, shoot, 2013, 2014, it's like, yeah, there are velo programs available and stuff. But there's really just not a lot of information on the science and physics of like what the body needs to do in order to move some of these ways. So, you know, even myself, like, you know, peaked at 96, um, which, which was crazy, right? Like just, you know, getting to that point always felt like, you know, I was playing around with, you know, is it more mass, more gas? Am I lighter and quicker because I'm mechanical? And what I found is there's kind of a weird um, middle ground, which, you know, a lot of, I don't, I don't believe a lot of athletes get to play the game this long where they like get to see like, well, do I perform better at like a 225 or do I perform better at a 215? You know, and, and, and it's, it's a different situation that, because like all the guys that I saw throw 95 plus were extremely in shape, right? right. And so when I dropped body weight, like I did move faster, but I didn't feel, you know, I didn't gain really that much velo. It wasn't until I just started adding more lateral stuff like skater jumps and side lunges and stuff like that, that actually translated what I wanted to. So, you know, it's, it's a weird training is difficult because there's a lot of aspects that have to go into it, but you know, I, I, I'm confident, you know, I know you, I've seen what you do training wise and hitting, I know your swing and stuff from there. So I would challenge you to, you know, how could you get more live at bats, um, you know, mm -hmm. before you, uh, you know, before you head off, I mean, do we need to call Doug up at Northwest <laughs> and see if we can get some live ABs going for you in there? You know, I mean, that's probably something I definitely need to do <laughs> to be ready. You know, that's, that's what I did, dude. Yeah. I threw to his team. Exactly. It was funny. We, we joked around with it um, because we did, we did this math back when I was in shape, right? Like I, he would just let me come just empty the tank and um, we joked about it, but I threw 188 pitches in a full practice uh, on the mound. Um, and the only reason why we know what the number was is because we had like a set where like each saw each guy in the group saw like three or four fastballs for a round. And then there was another set where it was like, first pitch breaker and then like I could just have fun and then the last set was like whatever I want oh it was like no cutters that's what it was it was like second set you're not allowed to throw a cutter and then third set whatever you want right in there so like I, I remember facing these dudes and just like giving them all they got you know right and I mean you know that you know that conference like they consistently mm -hmm. pump out draft picks and stuff there you know right right I mean that's definitely what I need to do differently than I didn't do when it comes to my baseball side of training is, you know, reach out to somebody like him or somewhere I could do live at bat. Because, like, it, last year, I just – I feel like, you know, if I'm doing live at bats the entire offseason, I probably feel a lot more comfortable stepping in the box. I mean, that was the biggest thing because, you know, even with my first year of pro ball, like, I had just played a college season. Like, I just saw a lot of pitches. I was seasoned, like, game ready and – you can do all the training in the world you want. You can hit all the BP you want. But if you're not doing live at-bats before you start your season, like, what are you doing? <laughs> couldn't agree, it's not, couldn't agree it's more. I mean, like reps. Yeah. That's, what we, that's what's fun about still throwing for me here is, like, I get to face pro guys. And, like, we do this other thing called advanced BP, which is, like, 50 to 54 feet, depending on what it is. And, like, I still throw. But, like, I can pull the speed down, so I'll stay around, like, 75 miles an hour. But, like, the spin rates are the same, curveball, slider, changeup, cutter, you know, sinker. And, you know, one of our – we have one of our um, pro hitters is, is in Mexican winter ball right now. And, like, 
he just came back and for like two weeks he was like just throw me sinkers inside like i suck at sinkers inside and Dude, just please really yeah dean uh, dean yeah and he's like just please just throw it in there and let me okay and so like just kept running you know 16 inch sinkers and in on his hands and until he figured out how to hit it and you know that's there's that's the secret boys if you're if you're paying attention for everybody watching this like you just need to face random people if you look at other sports like basketball for example uh-huh. basketball has this thing where like you pull you practice basketball you do the fundamentals of basketball and then the coaches encourage you to go play pickup games against people you don't know because you don't know if your little tricks are going to work or not and then you don't know if the game pressure situation is going to be there so really you're trying to build like the library of like what mental situations that you've been in so you can be comfortable in the fire for those you know so yeah let's let's get you on some more live about or hey get your butt out here and and let's have some <laughs> for real in san diego and we'll, <laughs> that would be fun. like back in the old days you know we got yeah, we got everything you need here i remember you used to make me use that heavy ass bat you know what I'm talking about? You had that. Yeah, yeah. It was 34, like a 34 yeah. and a half. I think it was a 34 yeah. and a half. I don't know. It was. It was. It was, it was like a 34, 32. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. you would literally throw to me and you would say, you have to use this bat. And I'd be like, why? <laughs> why am I using a, this big bat like against hey, way physics, harder? You know? Well, if my memory I mean, is correct. That's something I, that, would, that would get you better. Right. Well, that's I mean, that would get you better. better. Bro, you you smoked balls all the time. Like I, I just, of course, it worked, right? Right, right. I think one of the last times we ever faced each other, I got one pretty good off of you. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. Yeah, it was with. Yeah, biscuit. I think it was at. I think it was at. It the was high with school, biscuit. Right? I th- yeah, I thought it was with biscuit. I thought it was. We were all like, I don't remember, but it's just funny looking back on. And then I've, I've we given up a lot yeah, of home was, runs. Yeah, but yeah. that was in the time. Like I didn't even realize what I just done because you just got in the Mexican <laughs> league, shoved. And I'm doing live at bats off you at 14 or whatever. I don't know. It wasn't 14. I'm probably older. Who knows? Point, yeah, who knows? But still, just you weren't. I feel like I feel if, if I did that today, the same comparison to something, I'd feel a lot more accomplished than I did when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right, let's transition a little bit. You've, you've got some hobbies and some stuff, um, you know, that you do outside of baseball. And we were just talking on the phone about some of the benefits mm-hmm. of it. But, you know, I, I want – I just want to get your perspective, right? Like, what what's your favorite thing to do outside of ball right now? Um, I mean, other than like hanging out with my family and my girlfriend or whatever, I, you know, I like playing video games. I like streaming, so, and cool. this past year I got into making, you know, content. So that was a good hobby I really got into and actually grew on uh, TikTok last off season. So. Yeah. What do you? So everybody knows what's what's the game we're playing. What what's the or the style, or is it any uh, game? I play, I play Warzone pretty much, like Warzone, Call of Duty. Um, lately, I've been playing like Vanguard, like multiplayer and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, basically Warzone. I mean, that's my favorite. That's what my content did the best in. And but basically, it started as. Uh, I don't know if I told you this, but I had like 50 days played on Call of Duty Warzone, like Verdansk, on my uh, 15-year-old PlayStation. Like, it sounds like a dang plane. Like, it's so old. And <laughs> I love Warzone so much that I talked to my parents. And basically, my uh, 
my graduation present was a gaming PC. So that's how I got into all this. And then you go from actually like loving gaming on a console to playing on a PC on a 1440p monitor. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer. <laughs> yeah, but for sure. Just that enjoyment and that leisure time like led to me wanting to make content, wanting me to stream because it was something I genuinely enjoyed. And I thought it was a great way. And it is, it has been a great way to get my mind off always the pressures and, and everything that comes with being a professional baseball player. Like for soon. Yeah. I made a, uh, I was talking to a kid the other day and we were talking about like gaming and baseball and how it's like baseball's more high leverage. And he was just like, well, why? And I said, well, in a game, like in a real baseball game, not even a tournament, or we could take a tournament too if we wanted, you might get four at bats. That's it, four. Right. It's not a lot. And then you go home, right? You play Call of Duty. You might play 30 games at Call of Duty. So, like, if you have a bad game at Call of Duty, you just get to play another one and just go from there. But you get four at bats and you suck for four at bats. Like, you got to wait. 24 hours to try to do that again and that will absolutely hurt your brain you know overnight bad right. sleep no food you know make a bad decision go out you know not not get enough sleep you know in there and, and i see it i see it with all the time with guys where you know they struggle they go a different route and they go from there so mm -hmm. you know with you you talked about it being an escape right mm -hmm. so what, what, escape from which part of the mental game I mean, if we're talking, like, specifically during the season, like, I like gaming during the season because it's like, like I said, if you have an over four day, you don't want to just be thinking about that over four at night. Like, you want to get your mind off it in some way. And, I mean, I, for me, that's what video games kind of is, or just the pressures of, of right now in the, in the off season. Like, I got to lose weight. I got to be on top of my shit. But, like, at least when you're gaming, it's not like that's all you're thinking about, if that makes sense. I mean, it's just – yeah, a nice escape sure. from everything. Like, like I was just doing an NCAA learning portal test the other day for coaches because I'm a volunteer assistant here and talking about leisure time and how athletes need that time to decompress, to, to you know, like, I mean, that's the best word, decompress. Like, decompress from everything, and that's my way of doing it. And last offseason I got into making even more out of it with making, like, content from my streams and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, I, I enjoyed your uh, your stream some. It, it, I saw a lot of your personality when, uh, you know, just how, how excited that you used to get playing the game. It was one of the things that, that you and I connected on because, like, I, you know, I equally – I wasn't even playing and I get excited for you guys. Mm -hmm. That's also because, you know, I, I want – I really want everybody to do as well as possible. And, and to me, like, you're try if you're playing a game, you're trying to win the game. You're not trying to, like – half-ass the game so you got to prepare you got to do everything you can in any situation for what the idea of a game is to to be good at it so and and be strategic about it so you know and, and and personally i see video games help a lot for the same thing like the distraction from the everyday responsibilities of like what a real job is it allows you mm -hmm. to turn off be competitive in a different mode but yet still not like interrupt the flow of of what you need it to be for to be a baseball player so i i yeah. equally have that gaming addiction I, I enjoy a good video game or two what are you playing now like if you play right now are you playing cod or are you playing the show 
Uh, I'm more of a COD guy. Um, I, I'm, I've always been more of a COD guy. I like the fast-paced stuff. I like What I like about COD is I can just jump in a free-for-all and just play on any time frame that I need and then get out, right? So, like, right. okay, maybe I got 15, yeah. 20 minutes. I'll play real quick, you know, shoot anything that moves, and then, you know, get back to, you know, being a dad or whatever else I got to do in the day, you know? Right, right, yeah. Between that and, like, I'm just such a nerd, but, like, uh, my buddy and I, uh, you, I, you don't know him, but um, uh, we played ba- uh, Battlefront, tur- no, I'm sorry, sorry, it's Star Wars Battlefront, Battlefront 2? I don't know, whatever. But anyway, I'm, I'm I like playing around as Luke, on like PS, Luke Skywalker. Like Star- yeah, that game yeah on PS5, yeah, dude, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm running around as Han Solo, flying the Millennium Falcon, like, full nerd boner, for sure. <laughs> definitely well dude um you know i don't want to use too much more of your time but this has been great you know i appreciate you dropping in we'll have to do this again you know uh i'm excited about you going down to Monclova and seeing the mexican league life you know that's that's an amazing thing um um uh i'm trying to think about what they they say uh oh for forza azul right the blue force that's that that'll be a good one for you (laughs) yeah That'll be a good uh, a, a good one for you in there. Exito is a good word. Use Exito. That means success, but it's more like their version of good luck. Um, that's a good one there. I'll, I'll try to think of any other good little uh, any any good you know whatever is that I can help you in there. And then you know, there's another for Walton Beach guy that's in Monclova. Did you know that? No. What? Uh, Josh Lowey. If you remember that name, is like his nickname in Monclova is El Ray. Like the king really like he yeah he's he's old old leto down there but he he bought a house and lives right. in Fort Wayne beach i don't know if he's still playing it on at all but like he spent like nine or ten seasons down in monclova dang that's actually wild i didn't know that yeah we got a lot of a lot of 850s in the in the mexico area you know <laughs> we really do now yeah for sure well guys go yeah oh dude and he's in what i saw he's in the dr now Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. But, hey, I appreciate you having me on here, man. It was good to catch up and just talk about everything, man. Glad that yeah, you know, you're doing well and just yeah, staying in touch. Some more. Definitely, definitely. You know, same thing with you, dude. Reach out if you need anything. You know, I hope you enjoy it down there. It's it's different. It's definitely different. I will warn you there. But, you know, it's a, uh, I don't know if they've told you, but I, I feel like it's a, a little bit more all-inclusive, what I call it. Because, mm-hmm. like, you, you, everything from you getting to the hotel, the team takes care of everything. They feed you, they put clothes on your back, you know, they have trainers, they put you in the hotel, they get you where you need to be, you know, and, and in pro ball in America, I felt like it was, you know, once you leave the field, you're on your own. And that's just not quite the vibe in Mexico. You know, they really try to take care of their players, especially their imports like you, like you're an import, dude. You're a right. full on import. So I'm excited about that too, man. I can't wait to see what you're going to do. I appreciate it, man. You know, I'm going to be telling you. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yes, and and I can't wait to get the, see those stream, those that, that content coming back up when you get back to Yes, it is. Walton yes, too. it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, All go right, subscribe to uh, David's stuff. If you haven't followed him yet, please do that. This will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It'll be everywhere. So if you've got any other things, go from there, let us know. But, Dave, appreciate it. Keep doing your thing, buddy. All right? Thank you, brother. Peace. All right, brother. See you.